welcome to the Owners Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Prue Chapman, and I'm here to help you build a better business. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to grow your global empire, this is the place for you. My mission here is to inspire and educate a new wave of business owners. Business owners that value purpose and planet equally with profit and projections so that we can truly use business as a force for good. Here, I'll be sharing real-time, real-world strategies that I've learned from mentoring over 15,000 businesses. We'll be covering everything from entrepreneurial mindset and marketing right through to leadership, finances, growing your team, and everything in between. Most importantly, I'll be helping you build the business that's right for you. To get started, download my free guide to starting and scaling your business at theownerscollective.com forward slash start and scale. Welcome back, friends. Now, as you've gathered over these past few weeks, I am all kinds of jazzed about purpose-driven leadership right now. And I want to make sure that you're listening to this episode right from the get-go. So hold on while I deliver you some incredible findings from a study done by McKinsey in relation to how future consumers view purchase-led brands. So this is interesting, guys. As of 2020, Gen Z made up 40% of global consumers. Now, this is important to know because nine out of 10 Gen Z consumers believe that companies have a responsibility to address environmental and social issues. Nine out of 10. That's absolutely huge from 40% of global consumers. Massive. However, what McKinsey also found was that this was not restricted to our younger consumers. And in fact, two thirds of consumers worldwide say they would switch, avoid or boycott brands based on their stance of controversial issues. Pretty interesting, huh? So if doing the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing wasn't already enough, consumers are going to favour you for considering people and planet and they'll actively boycott you if you don't. So this is a future trend that we all want to be paying attention to. Now, I'm definitely going to dive a little deeper into the stats here on purpose-led businesses for you. And what I thought might be interesting is to give you a really quick background on how I got laser focused on this area specifically of enabling more purpose-driven leaders. You see, I talk a lot about finding your zone of genius. And for those of you that haven't heard of this before, this is the sweet spot of three intersecting areas, including what you love, what you're great at, and what the world will pay you to do. Now, just as a little disclaimer, I didn't identify my sweet spot for many years. I don't think it's a particularly uh, easy to find area. Um, And quite often it's easier when someone else is actually looking at you and there's an external opinion of what you do rather than finding it yourself. So I just wanted to put that out there as a big disclaimer that I didn't always know this. And in fact, it took me many years and many formats and many trials of doing many, many things to eventually eventually be able to bring them all together. And I've talked about this in some of our previous episodes, and it is like this, it's almost like the process of following this little trail of breadcrumbs, like what really lights me up? And then I follow that for a while, and then something else will get my attention, and I'll follow that for a while. And this is different to sort of bright, shiny object syndrome. Um, It really is, it's something that comes from deep within me. And I'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. So, 
As a bit of a background, I kicked off my professional career in psychology after many, many years at uni writing research papers um, and eventually I found myself in private practice. But pretty quickly, and I'm talking kind of two years in, I realised that this wasn't really the place for me. But even straight out of university, I didn't go into psychology. Instead, I actually hounded Greenpeace to give me a job. And after months and months, they eventually did. And I worked in the Greenpeace headquarters in Sydney. And I absolutely loved my work there. I loved the activism and the impact that we were able to create. Um, But unfortunately, it came to an end because of some restructuring that happened there. And that's when I actually went into psychology. So then on discovering that psychology really wasn't for me, I spent a few years traveling and exploring all different things. And then when I returned to Australia, I picked up a business management role for a sustainable events company. And this was a brilliant and incredible experience because I got to roll out sustainable events training throughout New South Wales government, as well as working on some really incredible productions like The Great Gatsby and Sydney Festival and Taste Festival uh, and had a wonderful team there that I was able to upskill really quickly in the area of sustainability. So not just from an activism point of view, um, but really from a technical point of view as well. And it was during this time that I also developed a passion for entrepreneurship. And so bringing my psych skills to the table, I really got into business and leadership mentoring. And I got to work early on with some really incredible brands like Smack Bang Designs, Dacus Interiors, Finders Keepers, and many, many more. Now, While I loved the mentoring, I knew that my passion for sustainability and for activism needed a voice, right? It was kind of like, it was in my blood, it was boiling away. So a few years back, I launched a podcast called One Wild Ride. And this is where I set out to celebrate the activists in business. So these are people that are taking huge risks um, around their companies to run purpose-led businesses. And I just loved my ride with One Wild Ride. And it continues to this day. I got to interview some really cool people who are the founders and leaders of brands like Patagonia, Thank You, Koala, Seabin, Offends, and just a whole bunch more. Um, It's definitely, if you're a podcast listener, which I think you are, then definitely worth checking out. Um, We then released a magazine, which took it up another notch. And all the while I was still mentoring. So mentoring between 50 and 70 businesses in my programs each week. So it was a pretty busy time. But really what I was finding during that time was this sweet spot, this intersection of business, sustainability and activism. And so instead of having to go down different career paths like I had for my early years, all of a sudden these three things came together. And so really it's through all of my work with founders across the last 10 years and watching trends in consumer markets super closely that I can hand on heart tell you that the next big and hopefully long lasting trend is really around sustainability and really looking to those brands that are pushing the envelope, not just in a business sense, but really It's almost, I know it sounds like almost cheesy to say it, but it's like a business revolution is happening right now. And these founders are absolutely at the forefront of it. It's incredibly exciting. It feels very, I think the word's voyeuristic. So it's kind of going where no business has gone before. And a lot of companies, big and small, they're putting it all on the line. And I would say actually more of the small companies, they need to get the kudos for being the bravest. They're putting it all on the line, paying higher prices, drilling into their supply chains to really shape 
the future that they want to live in. So they're not just going to accept that this is the way of doing business because this is the way that it was always done. For example, fast fashion, but instead they're asking the questions like, where does this get made and what material makes this? And what are the workers treated like on that farm that makes this material? And it's it's the founders that are leading this charge. And this is creating incredible momentum and incredible shifts on the ground. Real change in real people's lives that is fast becoming a standard. I mean, the great analogy is to think back to when you would go to the supermarket and all that was on the shelves were caged eggs. And it took a few people to really say, actually, caged eggs, no good. And, you know, I remember it was quite almost like an act of, uh, an act of activism uh, to not buy caged eggs because you're going to buy organic or free range. And of course, now we've nearly almost um, phased out cage eggs. Hopefully that's not too far off, to be honest. So this is what these business founders and leaders are doing now. They are really paving the way for a brand new future. And honestly, it's just, it's, it's a time when our planet needs more conscious action. So governments and charities are really slow to act. We all know that. They, you know, their structures, their existing structures, but they really grapple with increasing regulation and red tape. And business is really fast acting. It's speeding things up. Um, and so people, you know, like you, like me, with that entrepreneurial can-do spirit, we need to be making decisions, not just for now, but literally to ensure our health and survival on the planet. And business really has the power to change our future. So business owners, as I've mentioned, are increasingly aware of their impact here on the planet. And, you know, making things, which we all do in business, we make things, it uses resources. Um, but with with the shift that's happening at the moment with this kind of change in consciousness, there's also a realisation that we can do something about it. We can lighten our environmental footprint, we can ensure that our supply chain is ethical, and we can actually have a voice in making some serious change. And what I mean by that is saying a collective no to traditional business models, this kind of like take all approach to business that we've seen in the past and knowing that there is a better way, a way of doing business that is good for people and planet and profit. I'm not leaving any of those three ways out, right? So the old way of thinking was really around that people and planet were mutually exclusive to making a profit. So you could consider those two, people and planet, or you could make a profit. And this just needs to honestly get put in the recycle bin. It's not true. There is a better way and we're the ones to find it. So the potential in this is absolutely huge. And especially when we do it together in community, our voices are amplified. And most importantly is the change will happen faster. And you've only got to look at brands like Patagonia, Who Gives a Crap, Koala, and many more to see that while they're doing the right thing, and while the right thing might have seemed crazy at the time, they're absolutely winning the hearts and minds of their, their growing communities and conscious consumers. And this has the potential to absolutely leapfrog their competitors and revolutionize industry. I don't say that lightly. Industries, whole industries are being revolutionized. Hey friends, I'm jumping in here for a quick minute to let you know that in April, I'll be launching my brand new leadership program. Designed for future thinking founders, the One Wild Ride Leadership Program will help the next generation of change makers and innovators use business as a force for good. 
This program is for big and small businesses and over eight weeks, we'll be getting super practical on how to embed impact into your business and the nitty gritty of building your team, like hiring and retaining the right people, developing a courageous culture and sharing your message with the world. You'll learn how to lead with clarity and confidence for your people, the planet and your company profit. To find out more and register for the waitlist, either head over to our website or the link in our Insta bio at Owners Collective. Alrighty, let's get back to the show. All of this change starts with future thinking leaders. So each of the companies that I just mentioned, Patagonia, who gives a crap, Koala or Fens, they are all led by passionate leaders who have very staunch values around the way that they're going to act. And what these, all of these companies have shown us is that when you do the right thing for the planet, it works out pretty good for profit as well. So... Finally, I'm going to get us into the good business stats that I want to cover off on on this podcast because, like I said, this is the big consumer movement that we're stepping into right now. I'd actually say that we're already in it, but we are going to see it like a tidal wave take off in the next few years. So a few key studies that have been done around this area. So first of all is one by Deloitte. And Deloitte found, this is a big stat, guys, that purpose-driven companies grow on average three times faster than their competitors, all the while achieving higher employee and customer satisfaction. That is a really important point because one of the biggest costs to any business, big or small, particularly big, I would say, is staff retention. It can be one of their highest costs. So the fact that you're not only growing faster than your competitors, but that you're retaining, attracting and retaining great staff is huge. This particular study by Deloitte also found, sorry, also found that today's consumers often identify with a brand's purpose, seeking a connection on a deeper level as the brand kind of reciprocally, reciprocally, I can't say that word, you know what I mean? It's reciprocated uh, that the brand aligns with who they are and who they want to be. Now, there was a similar study done by Accenture and they found that 63% of consumers prefer to purchase from purpose-led brands. Huge, huge, huge stats, 63%. They also found that 65% of consumers are influenced to buy a brand, product or service by the words, actions, values and beliefs of a company's purpose. Next study, so I've got two more to give you. They're all, my goodness, the the evidence, these studies, the stats, they're just, they're overwhelming. Um, And this was a study done by Porter Novelli and they found that 71% of consumers said they'd buy from a purpose-driven company over the alternative if cost and quality were equal. 71%, that is the vast majority, guys. They found that 78% were more likely to remember a company with a strong purpose and also 78% were more likely to want to work for a purpose-driven company. Finally, this study found that 86% of consumers trust in a brand that leads with purpose. All right. And we all know that trust leads to purchase. So big stat there. Now, final stat, and this is where things get even more convincing because we're looking at our future consumers of Gen Y and Gen Z. So this particular study um, was done by Forbes. Forbes found that 73% of millennial, the millennial generation were willing to pay more for sustainable goods. It found that 62% of Gen Z, who are we entering the workforce this year, prefer to buy from sustainable brands. 
62%, that's huge. 54% of Gen Z state that they're willing to spend at least 10% more on sustainable products, with about 50% of millennials saying, saying the same. Um, now, this compares to 34% of Gen X and 23% of the baby boomers. So what that says to us is that it appears that for every generation, the quest for sustainability strengthens. Now, the stat that I like the most, guys, is from research um, that came out of the New York University Center for Sustainable Business. That's quite a mouthful. Um, And it found that 50% of sales growth among consumer packaged goods between 2013 and 2018 came from sustainability marketed products, despite the fact that these goods accounted for just 17% of the market. So put simply and straightforwardly, um, sustainability brands are just growing faster. Okay, I'm going to sneak in one more study here. And now about you, but I just, it must be the science background in me. I love the stats because the numbers just never lie. And if anyone needed convincing that purpose-led business is the way to go, these stats back it up. So an IBM study, found that nearly six in 10 consumers surveyed are willing to change their shopping habits to reduce environmental impact. They found that nearly eight in 10 respondents indicate sustainability is important for them. And for those who say that it's very important or extremely important to them, over 70% would pay a premium for brands that are sustainably and ethically responsible. So, What you can see, guys, is from all of this research, it is overwhelmingly convincing that being a purpose-led business is not only good for people on planet, but also for your profit. It is absolutely, indescribably, like it makes 100% sense for you here to be focusing on these areas to increase your profit. So to wrap this up, I want to give you a few quick places that you can start if you are interested in embedding more purpose into your business. First of all, I would encourage you to define your impact statement. So this goes beyond just what you do and who you do it for, which is your typical mission statement. It What it does, it defines the actual benefit your customers, your consumers, and your community will derive from achieving your mission. The second thing you can do is start small and start looking at your supply chain. So start asking questions about where your products and services are made and do some research on what are the better solutions that are available to you. The third thing you can do is consider becoming B Corp certified or just even starting to explore the B Corp process. Um, At the time of recording, we're just at the beginning of March um, in 2022 and we are very close, I'm sure, to getting becoming B Corp certified. Um, It is a long process. It has taken us about a year and a half. So there are a growing number of B Corps. It's, It's growing rapidly at the moment. And these are businesses who... Um, uh, who are becoming certified about making decisions based on people, planet uh, and society. So companies like Patagonia, who gives a crap, Ben and Jerry's, they're all B Corps. Um, And like I said, we're undergoing the process too. You can jump on their website. There's some great tools there. And even if you're not interested in becoming certified just yet, you can have a look at what do you need to start measuring and managing uh, in order to get things ready for your certification because that is uh, a big step on the way to becoming B Corp certified. 
Um, the fourth thing that you could do is you could join my upcoming leadership program. Cheeky little plug there. Uh, we are kicking off in April and this is definitely for the change makers and innovators who are out there if you're interested in using your business as a force for good, but also getting into the nitty gritty of hiring team, engaging team and getting your message out to a broader community. It's going to be an incredible amount of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and if you just want to dip your toe in the water, I'm also going to be running a free masterclass that'll be towards the end of March. And you can sign up for that either on our website, uh, I'll be sending it out via email and it'll be going out on the socials as well. So totally free masterclass. And you can just start to kind of, again, similar to the B Corp process, just put your feelers out and start to think about, is this for you? Um, And of course, it is going to be for you because all businesses should be considering their impact, but it will start to give you some ideas of how you can just gently step yourself into it, not become overwhelmed by how much you need to do right from the start, but just some simple processes that you could go through or get in place now um, because the journey to becoming a sustainable business or a sustainable company, it's its a long one and it's continually evolving and improving. And really when we're looking at sustainability, that's what we're looking for is a process of continual improvement. So the sooner that you can dive in, the better and start upskilling yourself and just noticing the quick wins. Where are you now and what can you do to get started? Brilliant. All right, guys, that was a cheeky throwdown on why purpose-led leaders will come out top in 2022. And I dare say well beyond 2022 as well. Those stats, they are strong, they are powerful, and they are letting us know exactly where business is going in the upcoming years. And it is in the right direction of people, planet, and profit. All right, guys, I'll wrap us up there and you'll have me back in your ears again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you never want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. I'm also dropping some juicy business building tips on Instagram. So head over to at Owners Collective to join in the fun. And finally, folks, if you're hungry for a deep dive into the entrepreneurial story behind some of the best businesses around, be sure to listen to my other podcast, One Wild Ride, where we talk all things good business, positive impact and epic adventures with the most inspiring entrepreneurs around.